0: Twenty-eight-year-old slacker Gordon Gord Brody decides to follow his streams, pursue a career in Hollywood as a cartoonist/slash animator, whatever he's pursuing, but follows this bizarre string of events leading to his eventual success. Hello, everyone. I'm Caleb Boucher. I'm Connor Gary And welcome to a new episode of Beyond the Bad. <laughs> Oh boy, we're talking about it. Two thousand one surreal comedy. Freddie got fingered was one of the most hated films, comedy or otherwise. <laughs> on its release, when it came out, everyone hated it, but somehow, because the earth, the world, God, whatever is a cool fucking place, has had a critical reevaluation and is now considered a cult classic and beloved by many fans of comedy and comedians that I'll get into later. Honestly, I don't get it. Before we do any of that though would you like to bring up the scores sure but first i'd just like to
1: say i think a lot of people are full of shit i think a lot of people don't want to seem like the dumbest guy in the room so when somebody with credentials says Freddie got fingered really had a lot to offer comedy in 2001 they'll just agree with them for the sake of you know not sounding stupid There's a lot of that going around in the film community there always has been I refuse to yeah, believe yeah. that a lot of people actually find this movie to be of any value whatsoever.
0: Yeah, and uh, to an extent, not to defend those people, I get it. I remember when... So, okay, full disclosure, I didn't see any of the Godfather films until I actually went to film school until I was in college. For years, I didn't tell people that I act like I've seen them because I didn't want to deal with film fans that pull this. Oh, you mean you haven't seen the Godfather? It's like one of the greatest goddamn films of all time. You took the time to watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I was like, well, I mean, Yeah. Um, look at my tattoos Uh, so I get it because film buffs film snobs can be fucking annoying if you haven't seen something or you disagree with them at the same time as I've gotten older and I'm slowly approaching the age of 30 I realize I don't give a fuck what you think if I haven't seen the movie or not or if I liked it you can sit there and try to tell me how great this film is I fucking hated it I despise the hour and 27 goddamn minutes I sat through this movie. So if you like it, cool. It's D- explain your case to me, defend it, but I will not agree with you.
1: Yeah, same here. In fact, like you're gonna lose points for me if I find out that you, you enjoyed this. If I go to your place and this is in your collection, I probably will not stay for dinner. I'm probably gonna leave.
0: <laughs> uh, this you has an al- stay for some sausages.
1: Oh god. They start singing the goddamn sausage song. I'm gonna punch them. Ugh. Tom Green, what, what, what the fuck were we all thinking? This guy had a good three, four year run, and then, yeah, goddamn. Anyway, 11 uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, 56 audience score, and the critics' consensus is the funniest one I've ever read on Rotten Tomatoes. Unfavorably comparing it with such infamously bad titles as Battlefield Earth, a significant number of critics are calling Tom Green's extreme gross-out comedy the worst movie they have ever seen. Showgirls has been dethroned. This is the worst movie we have talked about on this show yet. Change my mind.
0: Look, I defend the fact that at least Showgirls is fun in a bad sort of way. I can enjoy a very good chunk of Showgirls. How totally enough that film is. This one, though, (laughs) there is no enjoyment. I look. I I remember I texted you. I even told Josh. He's known him. I've seen plenty of fucked up horror films. There's a as of this recording. By the time the show comes out, it will be out on Shutter. There's one coming out very soon on Shutter called "The Sadness" for the law fucked up things. about I cannot wait. Looking forward to all the violence goes about get thrown to my face. Plenty of fucked up things. I love the Jackass movies. I've sat through a fucking Serbian film, and yet for the first like thirty-ish minutes, of this film, I kept having to put my fucking pizza down. So I was like, I can't. I cannot attempt to eat when he's biting a fucking umbilical cord with his teeth for laughs. Like I'm no. Like I don't. I. Yeah, showgirls, I could at least in this film, was it was just gross, stupid, not funny. I know. Yeah, the Pyramid was better than this.
1: There is so much animal cock in this movie. And I just... Who, somebody paid for this. Somebody paid $14 million for this movie.
0: A producer looked at this and improved what he saw. I was like, "I like this. Let's keep this going." It made three thousand dollars <laughs> because at the time we were smart. People saw it and went, "Nope." Oh,
1: wait, my mistake. Three hundred thousand dollars, which is sad.
0: But, so yeah, it's still not good compared yeah. to what his budget was.
1: Nope. But we'll get we'll get into that. Um, yeah. this is yeah. I I felt. Like I lost a piece of myself watching this. Like I've, I've I've sat, this might be the worst movie I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, this was, I, I, I'm all about outrageousness. I'm all about being offensive with your humor. I don't care. Like I have laughed at that type of stuff. I just, the way Tom Green to me was more annoying than funny. He was oh my loud. God. He was obnoxious. It's just like it wasn't funny. It was just like, dude, shut the fuck up.
1: He's that class clown who keeps saying the same dumbass shit until they get a laugh. It's, yeah, it's the worst. I hate people like that.
0: Yeah, it really it's class clown here. It's getting up, and going, "I'm a sexy boy." Ding dong, ding dong, and being like, "Okay, what 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 part of that joke was funny?" Because I don't get it.
1: Uh. Yeah, I I will never understand what we all saw in Tom Green. It's not my, not my generation, the previous generation. I want to ask some people, like, what the fuck were you thinking? Yeah,
0: and it it, it didn't last, because uh, I'll kind of get into it now, because I, I think I forgot to put it into the whole, like, production stuff, because there wasn't a lot of development on this film, so heads up, development, hell, won't be very long. Um, But, you know, it came out on the same time as Jackass, his show. So, like, but, you know, whereas Shackass has continued to the point that this new film was a huge success, Paramount Plus announced the new series coming out, more than likely with the new guys. I doubt it's any of the old guys because they have all made it very clear they're done. Um, But, you know, that one's still going. Whereas with Tom Green, like, it seemed like he had his moment and everyone kind of realized this, is, this guy is not funny, he's just stupid. And he just faded into, like, the podcasting stand-up, Doing his own show at his house, type of thing. Like he's still doing stuff. I looked it up; it's nowhere near what he had in like at this point in his career.
1: Yeah, this guy at the height of his fame w- was given fourteen million dollars to make a movie, and he was banging Drew Barrymore. Like this dude was on top of the world, and then he was gone. Thank God
0: with no hope of coming back he probably honestly i'm gonna say it we won't see anything about him until he we hear you know the obituary one day and then there'll be all the people talking about how oh he was this comedic genius then we'll hear about him again but i don't see anything him doing getting him the kind of uh, a he got when when uh, during this time of his career not at all yeah with, uh, with that, before we get into production, out of curiosity, I sure I know the answer, but do you have any familiarity with Tom Green prior to this film and his work? <laughs> um, anything at all? Regrettably, yeah, I do. Um, oh, I thought that was going to be a no. I, I quickly threw that question in there, but okay.
1: I've been a fan of the movie Charlie's Angels pretty much my whole life. And Tom Green is in that movie. He is Drew Barrymore's weird ass boyfriend, the Chad who has a tugboat and comes into play later in the movie and is constantly, you know, referring to himself as the Chad. So even back then, I didn't know who the guy was, but he was easily the most annoying part of this movie that I liked. (laughs) And then um, I watched Road Trip for the first time last month. So he was in that too. So I I have seen some Tom Green. Uh, I've never cared for the guy. I thought he was obnoxious. And now I've gotten too much.
0: Yeah. I feel like even like because I know he's not he's not I think he's only a supporting character in Road Trip right he's not like a main character.
1: He's the narrator who's telling them the story and he keeps trying to get a snake to eat these eat a mouse, so he's he's in a good chunk of the
0: movie. Yeah, say, I don't think, but I'm sure like that's not the case of film that I'm sure everyone else around him is hilarious because I've seen the cast for that movie and then yeah. there's just him sticking out like a sore thumb. Yeah, Road, Road Trip's not bad. He he weighs it down. It, it's just like he he believes in like being outrageous and loud and excessive and obnoxious and random shit, Just goes being random. There's no lead up like lead up to a punchline or anything. You know what I mean? It's like nothing. Like again, I'm going to for a to jackass because of the show his show was around the same time, so they kind of both were enjoying their success there. Whereas like jackass works right because we know it's pranks. We know that's what they're doing. They're setting up pranks to get done and they do it long enough to see the prank see the outcome boom move on to the next one you know what i mean it's it's just like that they're not and they're never really that obnoxious it's just a bunch of friends having a good time blah 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 this is the guy that i feel like he's the only one in on the joke and it just i'm not saying that hasn't worked for people in the past you know obviously you had andy kaufman was a big about that with his staying up he was the only one in on the joke that's why he was so now well remembered But I feel like it it probably worked more for Andy Kaufman because he wasn't exactly obnoxious. He wasn't loud. He wasn't aggressive. For me, it just comes out here like, dude, I want to sit there and be like, dude, shut the fuck up. Leave me alone. I don't like you, Tom Green. Stop it. I think, yeah, I think enough
1: people had to say stop it for him to go away. And I think they did. I think with Freddie Got Fingered, enough people were like, fuck this. I'm out. And we got rid of him
0: yeah because uh i'm like i actually did not have as much motivation e- even as you had with them uh i had heard about this movie all my life i had a buddy that was a big fan of it i never watched it um the only scene i knew about was the hey do you got some sausages hey do you want some sausages that's all i knew about the movie was that one scene <laughs> jesus and finally i was like when i was doing the sketch, i was like you know what let me fucking we gotta at least you know i try to pick the occasional like holy grove bad films took place throughout the schedule and when i did this one i was like okay let me do this and finally get a chance to watch it and boy wow i wow yeah i got a whole heaping of tom green i don't want anymore
1: yeah i feel like i've i've gotten my fill of shitty 2001 comedy like it's going to be a minute before i i watch more yeah i i just felt like i needed something to get the taste out of my mouth you know what i mean afterwards
0: yeah i know i know as soon as i finished this uh i i think i said i like i said last time since i finished i turned on the second episode of a uh, week two of a uh, last drive-in and watched death by temptation I had a much more fun time with that film than i did with freddie half-fingered
1: <laughs> i watched a shit ton of teen titans what i'm on that
0: that's what i'm watching right now as we record that's amazing talent right there (laughs) (laughs) yeah i got it one
1: eye's watching it over there the other eyes podcast yeah
0: i've seen people look okay so i i thought this was just dudes on the boat i was like on when i was on nimmons but apparently a lot of people are able to do this which is weird because apparently attention spans are so bad i have seen people play like on their switch like video games, right? As a fucking movie's playing, and they're doing both—like they're playing and then looking up, watching the movie, and then play. I'm like, "How are the fuck are you doing that?" There are media; both those are mediums that require your full eye attention. <laughs> I'm
1: depending if I've seen the movie a bunch of times, I can do something on my computer while I'm watching it. Like it's you know that's possible.
0: But if it's something that you haven't seen,
1: well, I'm not gonna. No, why would I do something else?
0: Yeah, that's what I'm getting. It's usually movies they haven't seen. I'm like,
1: well, then they're clearly not watching the movie. They're just playing their Switch. Supposedly, are they they able to recall anything about the movie? I don't
0: know. I will see them do it for a movie, or if they're like watching an anime show, that's what they'll do. They'll have like the anime show that they're actively watching, playing as they're also doing Switch. And I'm like, how? Or they have like their PlayStation, but then their phone down there so they can also watch their fucking anime show. I'm like, one or the other. One or the other. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Well, next time Freddy Got Fingered is on and I don't have the ability to turn off the TV or change the channel, I'm going to mute it and do whatever I can to distract myself with anything else.
0: Oh, yeah. If, if I can't change it, I'm, I'm pulling out my Switch and doing that exact move I just complained about because I have plenty of games I need to play on my Switch anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, mean, I feel like a good method of torture is to lock somebody in a room with this movie on full blast 24-7 they'll break within 20 minutes i guarantee you
0: god and then told people that it's had a critical reevaluation so they just be like the whole time like how why why
1: yeah surrealist comedy my ass this this is not yeah ah, we'll get into it when i when we get to the what's in the box
0: yeah uh okay unless we have more like I said, I don't have much on development hell, but we will gonna go ahead and segue into that unless you have more to say about this wonderful film that we're sitting we had through.
1: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm good.
0: Okay. All right, as I've said about five times now, not a lot. Most of what I was fine was on the release and subsequent re-evaluation. I could not find shit on like Wikipedia, uh, IMDb, I be anywhere on like the making of the stand film. So I pulled some shit that I could to get something. Um, this was made following the success of the Tom Green Show, and at the time, comedian's rising popularity. Yeah, you know, he was starting to hit his his peak. With uh, that, he said, made his feature directorial debut with the, this very film. Um, as we said, it's been dubbed a surreal comedy, and it would actually borrow heavily from him getting his the Tom Green Show off the ground. Um, like we said, right? It features a young a young would feature Green as a young man trying to get his television series off the ground. So not unlike what he did to whatever he did to get his show going. Mind you, he's doing this, though, in a comedy that was directed, co-written, and starred him with many of his gross-out antics interspersed throughout the goddamn movie. I have to point this out because I doubt on the road to the Tom Green show he had to jerk off a horse at any time.
1: I feel like he didn't have to, but he did. He did. I bet his pitch was not your average pitch. I think he he did some weird, wacko shit. He he probably did storm in there, you know, demanding an, an audition. He's he's that kind of crazy son of a bitch.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he has that whole scene where like he storms the building, and you can tell it's meant to be funny. He, like, he's just blowing past the security guard, and I'm like, no, this is funny. This is fucking stupid, man. Yeah, Japan like, 4. Yeah, I'm like, if you just told him what you're doing, he could probably go all the right way up to the top. He wouldn't give a shit. Anybody who tries to do, like, think,
1: you know, anybody who thinks that's how you get a show in Hollywood or a job or something, just, like, barging in there and demanding you be heard is a goddamn idiot.
0: No, you'll be, you'll be living out a porn fantasy or homeless in LA if you do that there's some other thriving businesses there that will suck you up real quick yeah yes indeed so like i said with that you know there's almost virtually nothing on this film's production so we're going to talk about its reception but i will say before we do that there's something i want to point out with the rating I kind of talked about it earlier it's how you feel about it so they did have a brief, brief battle with the MPA or MPAA at the time, whatever you want to fucking call it, um, because it did get slapped with an NC-17 rating um, because of an even more graphic depiction of the death scene at the end of the, the recurring gag of the kid getting hurt. And also in the movie you see, you hear him in the background say, I'm fine. You heard nothing. It was very much the kid died there.
1: Ha, ha, ha. Hilarious. What an asshole.
0: <laughs> yeah. So then PA kind of was like, uh no. Um, and made them get it re-edited for an R rating and then eventually finally released. Um, like I said, with that, they had to actually not show it, just see the blood splatter, and then have him say in the background, I'm fine. So it'd be a little bit more of a ha 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 joke. Because okay, he's fine, you know, it's ridiculous. Which I personally I actually for once in the as much as I fucking hate. The MPA and the many things I've read when it comes with the, the horror film battles of the early 2000s and the 80s and whatnot. I agree with them here. Like I don't see the punchline of the kid actually dying being funny. I think it's more funny, the I think it's more funny having this ridiculous moment happen where he gets hit by a propeller, all that blood, and you start him go, I'm fine. Like that to me is funny. I can laugh at that. Like it's ridiculous. It's over the top. Okay, cool. I don't know. I might I don't know how you feel so
1: i just felt that gag was too much the the kid constantly getting hurt and then like screaming and crying his blood is pouring out of his face every time it was just like jesus i mean just the, have the you know the baseball hit him and then we cut away that's funny but then him sit there and sob from gaping mouth wounds like jesus cut away this is this hurts like i was thinking of like scary movie three when the kid you know what's his name cody gets like Put, you know, accidentally lifted into the ceiling fan and flies out the window. And then you just see him like walk back in holding his head in the background. Like that, that's pretty funny. Cause it's not, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't feel like real injuries. But this just, this took it too far, I thought.
0: Yeah. But you could say that honestly, a lot of times he goes too far. Like the, the scene where the guy breaks his leg. Oof. I get this one. I'm talking about the gross out. This is another part I forgot that had, I had to put my fucking food down. It's like, okay. Because of the gaping rune, like, like that was fine. It's the moment Tom Green feels the need to lick it. I'm like, why? What is funny about that? Am I missing something? Like, I that's not fucking funny, dude. It's gross. Why did you have to go there?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of that. Like when he just pulls off the side of the road to go and grab a horse cock because he's like, Oh my god, I want to play with it. Like, what the fuck happened there? Ah, like, uh, yeah, it's it's an uncomfortable movie.
0: Yeah. It, uh... Upon initial release, the film, as we talked about, I'm sure we can talk about it more here now, would be a box office bomb. Like heavy emphasis on BOM bomb. Um, critically reviled, I mean fucking hated, and scored eight Razzie nominations. Like this film got destroyed. Thank God. Yes. <laughs>
1: Can you imagine if this was like one of the like top ten highest grossing films of two thousand one, is like regarded as a masterpiece. And then we go back and watch it, and we're like, "What the fuck? What happened?" I
0: thought I went... like, not that there are films that that's happened. While well, I'm like, I wonder "Why this is a masterpiece?" Like I've had that happen before, yeah. but this one, I would really, I would have like that long moment of like, "What happened in our country <laughs> that this was a hit and is considered like a classic of comedy?" What? Who hurt us at this time?
1: Yeah, I'm just I'm glad everyone's kind of on the same page here except for random film snobs who want to sound like the smartest guy in the room.
0: Yeah, which brings me to my next part of this. The part where, as I have it here in my script, something weird happened. The film, since it got hated, instead of getting buried, lost the time, Tom Green just not even being mentioned in, in talks of comedians anymore it's gained quite the cult following and uh, has become embraced by fans of comedy now. Like, it's a complete fucking 180 turnaround now.
1: That's insane. Like, who is watching this and thinking, oh, wow, what a brilliant satire of Hollywood and the, 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 the movie-making process. Like, this is genius. I want to punch those people.
0: Yeah, I feel like we have good comedies about hollywood already and this isn't one of them no this is
1: this is dog shit that needs to be buried in the backyard
0: yeah look, i wasn't even on like i know i'm on like that minority here with how i feel about once upon a time in hollywood A did a better job of making fun of aspects of hollywood than this film did yeah by a long shot because once upon a yes. time in hollywood's
1: a really good movie and this is not
0: no, and that's what i'm saying like i know i'm on the minority and my feelings of it not being my favorite tarantino film or and whatnot but it still did a hell of a better job showing us hollywood and kind of making fun of the bit um i'm sure there's movies that i'm also trying to fucking blank on that do a hell of a better job with lampooning hollywood
1: yeah silent the movie though. the player uh blazing saddles kind of in the end oh yeah Bill yeah. brooks does it a lot
0: <laughs> yeah um, but the, the the cult following has not just been a comedian fan embrace um, even people like Chris Rock who we all know you know as the man the victim of Slapgate has listed this film on his website as one of his favorite movies thoughts Connor thoughts
1: suddenly I'm leaning a little bit more towards Will Smith on this thing now. <laughs> I kind of want to slap him now. <laughs> Seriously, Chris. Jesus Christ. You're better than this. You're funnier than Tom Green. You can do better. I know you can. I've seen you do it.
0: I mean, he gave us pooty tang, so
1: okay, maybe not.
0: <laughs> maybe Chris Rock is just one of those guys
1: who's like great stand up, not quite. Killing it with film, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.
0: Yeah, I saw that. I was like, really, Chris? Oh, come on, <laughs> come on. That's unfortunate. Yes, and then all I have left at this point, I'm telling. Honestly, like I like said I didn't. I didn't have a lot, and I was I I was too mind wiped to come up with like a fun list for us to do. So. Um, is that Green has himself um, brought up how he would like to release a director's cut. Apparently a lot of footage was cut out of the film. Yes, this film was probably longer. Um, but in his words, he's weighing on the studio to give him the footage. So whatever weird embrace this film has gotten is not being reciprocated by the studio. Cause they're like no, the war doesn't need this. Tom, we're not giving <laughs> you the footage.
1: <laughs> so this was uh, distributed by 20th Century Fox, which means now Disney owns that footage.
0: Isn't he's gonna be like we're burying
1: this shit? Fuck you! They're gonna. I hope they. I hope. Uh, what's his name? Chappic. That's the guy who yeah, runs. Yeah, Chappic. Bob Chappic. I want him to burn the footage in front of Tom Green. I want him to like. I want him to hire people to drag Tom Green to Disney Studios, and then they just light up the footage right in front of him, and then kick his ass off the lot.
0: I want him to quote the lines too, as he's burning it. Just, Daddy wants some sausages. Huh, Tom? Huh
1: do you like them sausages
0: <laughs> you're a sexy boy aren't you ding dong jesus christ
1: oh, maybe maybe the shock will break tom green and he'll have like an aneurysm or something and then we can just you know bury him in a shallow grave and forget he ever existed
0: i usually like look i have plenty of like comedians or musicians or actors or whatever that i'm like look they're just not my cup of tea right i get why they have a phantom not my cup of tea This is the first time I've started going, like, why did we like this guy? Like, I don't, I don't understand it. Like, this, why? Why did we latch on to Tom Green? Why has this song got a cult following? Why?
1: I feel like he, like, he made some deal with the devil where he tricked everybody and then it expired in 2001 and we all wised up. (laughs) It's the only explanation I got. I think that's around when Drew Barrymore was like, wait a minute, what the fuck am I doing with this guy? and got out of there so i think yeah i think the deal lasted for a few years and then it was over like the devil was like i don't really want this soul i i don't want to talk to you anymore
0: what's what's crazy okay this came out and oh let me scroll up i have the date sorry 2001 right yeah this is not far off and we're getting like probably one of the best boons in comedy with you know Ben Stiller and Owen uh Wilson and them still doing their shtick, that was still funny. You had Will Ferrell coming off of SNL with you know things like Anchorman stuff getting ready to come out. I think Anchorman may have been out, Anchorman was 04. 04, but you know, you were on the cusp of all this stuff happening. You know, obviously Seth Rogen and his band was getting ready to come out with a bunch of stuff, so we were like in this weird period of like comedy because as you as I'm as you know, comedy seems to work in packs, right? Like you have a certain pack of comedians that break out, do a bunch of stuff. It's a great couple of years of comedy. And then that pack gets old enough to not want to kind of do it anymore. They go surprise, pursue various other stuff. And then it gets quiet for a minute. And then a new pack comes out. We're kind of in that. I would say we're in that now we're waiting for the next really f- funny pack of comedians to come out. But this was like a weird period where like you got the occasional comedy, like we're kind of are now. You got random ones like this, and really, like it's just like you had that period where it's like, let's let's just skip to two thousand four, right? Let's just get to the good stuff with Anchorman and the forty year old version and super bad <laughs> Let's just get to that because, oh god, the fact that this is was one of the the if you're looking for comedy, this is one of your picks, and not like you know the next Will Ferrell movie.
1: Can you imagine a universe where this was a huge success, and Tom Green kind of takes Will Ferrell's career. He's Ron Burgundy. I feel like the suicide rate would go up.
0: Yep, And like don't you know, I know a lot of people that actually can't stand like Will Ferrell's brand comedy, and they call it, you know it's very man childish. That's fine, but and that's fine. But I, it's funny to me. Guess what? It's funny. It's not gross. It's not that offensive. I think it's really funny. So this one, I, I this is literally the only comedian I can think of that I will have serious questions on why you think he's funny. And like, you know what? I'll admit it. When I was a kid, I liked Dan Cook. And I'm wondering why Tom Green was <laughs> considered funny. I'm saying that because uh, Dan Cook does not exactly have the best reputation um, in the world of comedy. But you know what? I'll watch this stand before I watch fucking this movie again.
1: I'm proud to say I, I have no comedic skeletons in my closet i've always hated tom green i've always hated dane cook i've i've got nothing to be ashamed of
0: i enjoy i saw all his stand-ups okay you know what i Caleb was age 29 born December 16 1992 watched all of dane cook specials and laughed at every single one of them multiple times you proud of that yes i am i am more proud of that than the fact that i sat through this movie okay that's you, you're the one who's got to live with it, and I've lived with it fine.
1: <laughs> well, good for you.
0: That is the hill I'm dying on. That hill right there. Ugh. I look forward to his comeback. Not Tom Green, Stain Cooks.
1: I don't think they're, I don't think either one are going to get one.
0: We've no, Dane Cook
1: as an American society, said no to both of these men.
0: Yeah, but I would argue Dane Cook lasted longer. Oh, he did. Yeah, he, he, he had more stand-up specials. He had I think he had more movies. Or at least more like successful films. Yeah, we'll get to I'm sure
1: we'll do a few of Dane Cook's movies here because it's not like he was killing it.
0: <laughs> no, no. I would I would actually even I'd say in his heyday, his stand-up was doing better than his films were. And even then, I know a lot of people that liked his films are a fan of him, but yeah. Either way, I'm just saying, like, yeah, that's why I'm just saying, coming, giving you some perspective on coming from. I can fully admit it. I enjoyed Dan Keg's getting it. Nope, Tom Green is just the one guy. I'm like, how? How can anyone say, go Like, no, I like him unironically still. Yeah, I don't understand
1: it. I, I, I don't know anybody who likes Tom Green, thank God, because I. I'm a pretty good judge of character, <laughs> and I don't. What if?
0: What if I saw this podcast and I told you, like, dude, I love this film. It's the greatest goddamn comedy of all time. I can't wait to watch it again. I'm getting the 4K. we we'd
1: have to have a pretty frank conversation about your future.
0: <laughs> it's a surrealist masterpiece. You clearly didn't get it.
1: <laughs> uh, I would get on a flight and go like, get to the Northeast just so I could beat the shit out of you
0: for that. I can't run right now. I'm, I'm kind of hobbling along today. Cause I'm not trying to put pressure on my toes. So you'd probably get to me really quick.
1: Yeah. I catch you. And I, I would not be, I, I would not go easy on you because of your situation. I would be seeing red. Jesus. Yeah. I don't like this.
0: <laughs> I know. And I don't get situations that they do. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. <sighs> My situation's not even that bad. It's just like just today I'm trying to not, you know, because it's fresh. Uh, with that on that note, I really, I, that, that's it. I got nothing else on development hole huh? I this is much like a fire start episode. I don't get a lot. I know we've we're having a, some tri reeks of a film here, but this is not not the best week so far. Hopefully, Oscar Sunday can shake things up. Um, I'm, I think we're
1: doing okay. I think we made a pretty decent episode out of a shitty movie this Wednesday, and I think we're doing the same thing now. I yeah.
0: But uh, unless you have anything you'd like to add, you know, maybe that you secretly love this film, and you're just not telling me. Um, <laughs> no, no, I don't. I did laugh at your text, the one I not the. I'm I one I mean, I on both your texts last night because I was I was more tired than I assumed. Um, but I woke up to that text of a yeah i'm watching freddy got fingers one of the worst if not the worst film i've watched (laughs) i laughed a little bit when i saw that at least you know
1: i it does feel kind of good to know that i've hit rock bottom so every movie i watch going forward is going to be a little bit better than this
0: i i think you need to stop saying that because i feel like you keep saying that and somehow we'll watch something that is somehow worse
1: i honestly don't think i can like i don't see what could possibly get like under this movie
0: Challenge accepted. <laughs> like I know next next week isn't a great movie, but it's it's at least watchable. Oh yeah, there's there's positives to next week's movies that I, I will defend in certain aspects on this film. I actually look, I'm gonna say like my silver lining when we get to it, I had to fucking reach I had to get hard.
1: creative. I had to get creative with that
0: too. And even then, like it's not my favorite thing, but I'm like, oh, fuck, it's like that even got a smile on my fucking face. Oh, before we get there let's do our awards i feel like this was actually probably the easiest fucking thing for me because i just had a lot to work with <laughs> yeah i have nothing else sounds like you got nothing else for development hell not a lot so let's just do it move on to the awards our first one Zack zach snyder who i got i got nothing cheeky this week <laughs> Zack zach snyder because there's no news on his new movie so uh the worst scene what you got i I changed this a few times. There's a lot of worse scenes
1: in this movie. Uh, it could have been when he just Tom Green pulls over and decides to jerk off a horse that That was a good start. Could be this scene where he decides to just swing a newborn baby around the hospital room by an umbilical cord, but ultimately, I had to go with Riptorn getting blasted by a by gallons of elephant jizz. I did not expect that, nor did I enjoy it,
0: yeah. It's funny because uh going back to the jackass preferences, they literally dumped pig semen all over um, Dave. But I was laughing hysterically because it was a funny joke somehow. They knew isn't that weird? Funny. Oh, isn't that weird
1: though? We see a guy get dunked in real animal jizz and we're laughing. Rip Torn gets blasted with fake animal jizz and we're like, this is reprehensible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: It's all about context. Context. It's all to quote johnny Knoxville. It's content. Yeah, it's content. It's all right. It's content. Come on, it guys, just feel just like, I feel
1: like I feel like Knoxville could probably talk anybody into anything.
0: I just love how that's his like his go-to. Like it's like they're like they don't want to do the right gun. He's like, guys, it's content. Just come on. <laughs> For the movie. <laughs> uh, but yeah just the whole tom
1: green jerking off an elephant and then just blasting his dad with the elephant's load i was like okay this is something i've now seen
0: yeah what? yeah right this is something and look i have seen that that scene in the Sacha baron cohen film you know, with mark strong i cannot remember the name of the movie but when they're inside the animal as it's fucking And it chizzes or whatever. like it's. Oh no, they're inside a fake animal and then the real one starts fucking the fake thing they're inside of and jizzes all over them. So I've seen that scene unfortunately. And I remember like, that's not fun. That's really gross. I don't want to see that. And then I'm watching this film and I'm like, god damn it. (laughs) I'm like, it's not funny when the animal chizzes on people. I think the film you're talking about is the Brothers Grimsby.
1: But yes. I have not seen that and now I don't want to.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a another horse. Not a horse, I think it's a rhino Rhinoceros. Or oh, is it a hippo? Oh something. But yeah. I yeah, I'm with you. I had a lot of scenes written down. That was gross. I was like, that's just not funny. I don't what 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 punch did I miss the everything leading up to the punchline to that? Like what the fuck? Yeah. I it's just so weird too because he's just like he's running around. He starts hurting, and he's being fucking Tom Green, So he's just like yelling nonsense and saying, Daddy. He keeps yelling, Daddy, at the age of 28, which is so weird to me. He's like, What's wrong, Daddy? as he's like jerking off the elephant. I'm like, What? It's like, no, This isn't funny. Like, this is weird and stupid, and I don't like it. I hey, think Rip Tornor had a moment where he's like, What the fuck have I done? Why am I in this? I hope hope shack had a moment where he was like why am i cameoing in this movie julie haggerty like a far drop from airplane yeah jesus god yeah yeah so i had like you i had a bunch of scenes right now i also had like i had i didn't put up i had the scene right now where like he won't shut up about his mom getting out there and like getting laid i'm like why are you going on with this like this is not, I was like, look, we've talked about this so much on this fucking show already with incest. Like, this isn't funny. Like, drop it. Stop bringing it up. But ultimately, what I went with was the one you mentioned earlier. And it's because of its, it's essentially its punchline, which is disgusting to me and not funny at all. But it was when he helps the baby be born, swings it around by its umbilical cord, and then proceeds to bite it off with his teeth. Without the camera at any point moving away,
1: yeah, didn't need that.
0: <laughs> yeah, at no point was I laughing. At no point was I like even chuckled. I was like, "This is gross. This is not funny." Why did I have to watch you bite that off? Just to so get reminded of it later when he has a tape, of, um, his umbilical cord taped to his fucking chest, or his real true brown girlfriend wants to blow him. I don't know. I, I can't explain anything
1: in this movie. I just know that Al from Showgirls would love it.
0: I would have gotten his blowjobs. Yeah, he got his blowjobs. Good for him. Yeah, Al, I would have gotten a lot of blowjobs. Uh all right. Uh next up. The <laughs> Ed Wood worst line or lines, which there are plenty.
1: There's so many that it's it's oversaturated. It's like it's Picking was hard because there's so many bad lines. Every line of this movie is a bad line. Yeah. So I, I narrowed it down to two. Uh, my first one is in the cheese sandwich factory when he just randomly grabs a giant sausage and goes, ding dong, I'm a sexy boy. And just stands on the conveyor belt going ding dong over and over again until they break for lunch
0: yeah Ugh. this film is filled with moments that are clearly meant to be like him breaking character for the movie to do something tom green like from his show and none of it works because it's still being played like a movie so i and i don't think that's it like if this was being played where like they reacted i'd laugh a little bit at it but it's just like a random scene that happens in the film and then they're just not reacting to it so it's like okay it's not funny i'm not seeing any reaction or then you being a fucking idiot <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Yeah. and I ha- I had this written down too, but I didn't use it. But I remember just being like, this, what? Okay.
1: Uh, and then my other one just annoyed me. I mean, you know, a lot annoyed me. But it's when uh, he's driving away and ripped horns like getting on his ass and he just yells, bye-bye, daddy. I'm going to get a jobby. And I was like, oh. Like, if I didn't value my television so much, I would have thrown something at it.
0: The the way he writes the talking to his dad is not... I know it's meant... He clearly writes it meaning to be funny, that he's a 20-year-old dude talking like that to his dad, but it's just weird and creepy. Tom Green
1: strikes me as a guy who's so... Like, many people told him he was funny just so they didn't want to hurt his feelings. I think that happened, and he convinced himself he was funny. But he wasn't funny.
0: No. That had to be it because, yeah, I don't understand it. Even when they were showing uh, during the credits, they were showing like the, the the goofs, The it seemed like he was only the everyone, only one ever laughing, if you notice. Yep. Like, no one, when they would break, he'd, he'd laugh and everyone's just kind of standing there. I'm like, clearly no one is enjoying this. You're the only one in on the joke, which again is probably why I'm not fucking finding it funny.
1: Yeah, that explains it.
0: Ugh. okay my two uh the first one was going back to that hospital scene including what was meant you could tell it was random be funny and i didn't laugh an ounce at it and that's when the lady before she is having birth, is like could you please keep it down this is a hospital and i'm pregnant i was like i don't understand the joke here like i don't i don't understand the correlation being made between being pregnant and um loud inducing labor uh and in case anyone's like oh you're a dude don't understand my sister's pregnant and i ask her plenty of questions and uh being loud has not induced labor when she's literally due any time this month so loudness has not induced labor for her so i doubt that's the thing
1: interesting choice
0: (laughs) yeah it's just like you can tell it's meant to be funny i'm like that was stupid i don't get it i was actively trying to avoid putting tom green lines on here so <laughs>
1: didn't help it it's he's the yeah
0: he's, he's he's the focus of this thing you know i uh. yeah and i do have a second one and because i you i had two uh my second one is later it's said by rip turn and um it's when they're having their dinner date and he's trying to act like he's on the phone and he finds out his girlfriend his girlfriend's in a wheelchair. And I forgot what she says, and she's like, "Oh, she's like, you have a problem with me being, uh, but my uh, legs not working." And his response is literally, and it comes off incredibly problematic. Now, is you, you just have a problem with your legs, either that or you're just lazy. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'm like that should be funny, but something in me says that doesn't feel right. Yeah,
1: I agree. Yeah, that was a that was a rough one. They just really, really wanted you to hate. Ripped, torn, so that you would laugh when he was accused of touching his son.
0: Which I didn't even laugh when that happened, because I was like, "Okay, yeah." <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I feel like this one let us, you went outside the box because I'd not. We might have the same person, but he, let's. I might be surprised. The Steven Seagal, the worst performance.
1: Yeah, you're not going to be surprised. This 100% goes to Tom Green.
0: I put the same thing. So
1: Yeah, fuck him. (laughs) I can't. I I refuse to accept. Everyone else who was in this, I just felt sorry for. Like, clearly they needed the money. This is the best they could do. They weren't getting any other offers. And they just were like, I'll just sleepwalk my way through this and hope to God it doesn't destroy my career. Tom Green, however, was like, this is my magnum opus. Worship me and laugh.
0: Yeah, what's funny is it did not destroy the others' careers. They all went on to do shit after the film. Still, yeah, you could. I mean, Rip Turn was in Dodgeball memorably mm-hmm. as Patches. Yeah, ironically um, in a wheelchair. Yeah, <laughs> god damn it, <laughs> god damn it. Um, but yeah, you know, you No, know, they all went on to do other stuff. Whereas Tom Green trained as Magnum Opus. Did nothing after this he went on to nothing
1: <laughs> thank god
0: yeah uh yeah so yeah i i kind of figured we won't going outside the box there i was like i i, I would have been really surprised if you had told me you you did but okay um next up the michael bay worst filmmaking decision which i feel like easy but i know i got like somewhat creative
1: uh, I, I pretty much just went with the entire concept uh, of like Freddie got fingered. That whole subplot is completely pointless to the movie. Like some social worker drags a 25 year old man out of his apartment and just puts him in a foster home. And that's the end of it. We never hear about the whole fingering thing again. It's so weird and unnecessary. And that's saying something in this weird ass movie. I was just like, did this make it past the front, like the first draft?
0: It it's like he wants this to be surreal and like live in this heightened universe. But the thing is, you have to really establish that, right? You have to establish that this is a heightened universe. It is surreal. Like South Park, for example, establishes very long in the, in the in a in show run that it, things are heightened, things are outrageous it establishes that so then when it does happen you can go with it you're going with the flow right this one doesn't really to me ever take the time to establish that this is a heightened universe this is a surreal universe we're living in so when these things like this happen they just feel random for the sake of fucking random and it's, it's not funny it doesn't make sense i'm just staring going, why like had you established like in this universe They take it that seriously, and they are going to just randomly pull people out, you know, 20 something years out of their house and don't know if they've been touched. Like, then you, if you found a way to establish that, that would have been a payoff to that joke. You know what I mean? But you don't. So it's just a thing that happens. And then you're going, as a viewer, going, why?
1: Tom Green is like if a talentless David Lynch went to Florida State. that's what he he seems like he wants to have like that kind of career, like a David Lynch-esque comedy career, but he lacks any talent whatsoever to pull that off.
0: Yeah, yeah, he does it. That's pretty apt. I was just like, oh, OK. Um, <laughs> yeah, it. Oh, God. No, I don't. Yeah, he, he it's like he's trying. You can tell there's an attempt being made to be surreal and out there and, and different, but there's no establishment of it for us to really connect to it. It's yeah, everything yeah. just coming off annoying. And uh that's what I was my was trying to remember something to say. Uh the, the thing he's watching what Frey's watching on the TV, yeah, before the they grab him and put him in the home. Mm-hmm. That is actual footage of. Tom Green's testicular cancer getting removed why ugh to give you an idea of the kind of like dude we're working with there he he had his he got diagnosed with testicular cancer I believe and he actually had it filmed and then felt the need to add the footage to this movie in that scene and I'm like no one wants to watch that dude no one it's not funny there's nothing funny about fucking watching that and,
1: uh, I hate shock comedy where it's just like there's no point to it. You're just trying to make people throw up and hopefully laugh at the absurdity of something. I, I can't stand that kind of comedy.
0: Hate, uh, you can you can be shocking right? Like there's a way to be shocking and make it work. Yeah, um, yeah. there's definitely plenty of musicians in the metal world that have done that like you know, Cooper. Alice Cooper, Rob Zombie, to an extent, very early in his career. Um, before it came out that he is um, a monster, apparently, you know, Manson, obviously, in his early career. So you can pull it off and being shocking to an extent and it being intriguing and getting people. And I'm not saying that there aren't comedians that know how to do shock comedy. But, no, you're right. If you do it wrong, like in this case, and there's nothing really like me laughing, and then I'm just watching it going, dude, this isn't funny. I'm t- I don't want to see your fucking testicular cancer video of it getting removed like that's just gross like I don't fuck you man it's not funny and I I do get where you're coming from in that regard yeah
1: I agree because if you're going to be if you're going to try shock comedy shock you know music something you better have the talent and skill to back it up and that's where like you know zombie and house cooper thrive is they can back it up you know certain comedians like uh, like Ron White for example he says a lot of weird fucked up random shit but he's also
0: really goddamn funny. Yeah. George Carlin back in the day.
1: Yeah. The whole, you know, seven Uh, words you can't say on television. That was 100% shock, but also
0: very good points made. Yes. And really fucking funny. Mm -hmm. This is just shock. There's no talent backing it up. Just here's the video of when I got my testicle, you know, testicle cancer removed. Isn't it funny guys? No, it's a video I don't want to watch. It's not, what's the joke? Yeah. Um, with that said, that's a good segue for my fucking Michael Bay. And that is having a movie which relies so heavily on Green's excessive, loud, unfunny sense of humor. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, it's all him. It's, it's him begging people to love his, to, th- to find him funny. That's what this is. It's it's him just telling people, like, please, please love me.
0: <laughs> I, I don't, quite frankly, I'm, you know, to be blunt, fuck you, Tom Green. I don't find you fucking, you talent as hack. Yeah.
1: Look at me. Look, I'm funny. Look at me. No, you're not. Go away.
0: <sighs> it, look, I'm just going to say right now it says something that when this, his show and Jackass came out at the same time, he has been forgotten. Jackass is still going strong. I'll point that out. With that, let's move on to the server linings, which this was the hardest I have ever had in picking something. Before I say mine, what did you come up with? This was pretty easy for me. After the failure of this
1: movie, we barely saw Tom Green again. That was my silver lining, is this movie destroyed his career, and we saw him in fleeting glimpses and thankfully he's just stayed in his cave so that was my silver lining we
0: lost to Tom Green in the public consciousness I like how basically you're like we needed this movie to exist so we could finally get rid of Tom Green
1: pretty- yeah this is you know the, the
0: spell that needed to be cast for the greater good <laughs> like some kind of movie gods, like look can you imagine like let's imagine what like the Greek guards just movie gods and they're just looking at the one guy going you, you cannot do this to those people you, and she's look, they're looking at Freddie got finger. He's like, No, you can't, you cannot do them to this people. Like, if we don't do this, that man stays famous,
1: <laughs> worth it,
0: right? And they're like, All of them just at that point went, eh, Okay, good point. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, okay, for me, I did stick with something in the film. Um. Something that it had me laugh mostly, at least smile, chuckle. And I did, I did laugh quite a bit at the running gag of that child getting hurt. I do agree with you, yeah. I, I didn't need all the like the scene, the blood, and the really what almost seemed less like acting and very real screaming, crying. But as far as running gags and of all the various dumb running gags are going and jokes kind of running throughout the film, this one was the only one rooted in some kind of like actual funniness, you know what I mean. It had some kind of room of like, okay, here's a recurring joke that was kind of funny that, like I said, like, before they showed him going all hysterical over the baseball, the part when the dad just throws the baseball and just pegs him around in the face and then his reaction, oh, shit, you know. Yeah, I laughed. I, laughed. I was like, okay, that's that's funny. Okay. Um, and I do remember thinking like, if only we had more of that. Again, had Tom Cruise just cut back a little bit not not to show all the blood and the screaming and shit it would have been that much better, and had you done more humor like that, I think this one would have been a hell of a lot better. But it wasn't, and so I just got this brief moment of me going, "Okay, that's pretty funny." Um, and like I said, I do. I I am glad the NPA won because I think the payoff's way better. Just seeing the blood spatter and then you hear him in the background going, "I'm fine," it made me laugh. Um, so, I, in a way, I'm glad the NPA kind of actually won that one.
1: Okay, I can see where you're coming from with that.
0: Yeah, Uh,
1: I nearly had Anthony Michael Hall as my silver lining because he was just hilarious as this agent who couldn't be bothered and is just telling him, like, you know, no, fuck you. These aren't these aren't funny. Try, try harder. Go away.
0: Yeah. I wonder if like he like he was gonna be in the whole movie and then he saw script and just went, Nope, I'll do like two scenes. I'll give you two scenes and that's it. (laughs) Oh
1: god. Yeah, there's yeah. very little to like here, so we had to reach.
0: Yeah, and like I said, I get where you're coming from because, yes, I do agree, like, seeing, like, it lingering the way it does is excessive, but, like, the ideal of, like, kids hey, have a running guy where this running guy where the kid gets hurt constantly, that part was fine to me. Um, I laugh at kids getting hurt. What can I say? All right, it's 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 funny sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say. I'm really trying. Look, I had to reach, Okay. Not my, my my most glorious silver lining, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, but on that note, let's let's move on to what I feel like, based off what you told me earlier, would be a very puzzling segment from what's in our show, and that is let's, what's in the box. What's
1: in the fucking box? Give me the yeah, this was tough finding ones that weren't Glorifying this thing. A lot of the letterbox reviews are like misunderstood, a masterpiece ahead
0: of its time. There would be no adult swim without this movie. It's like I like, I have seen plenty of adult swim. I've enjoyed their surrealist humor that they do very much do on that show. Yes. The difference is I can laugh at violence in a cartoon in a different way than I can in live action.
1: Well, and you uh, know, adult swims for the most part, their shows are pretty funny.
0: Yeah, for most part, their shows are hilarious.
1: Um, 2.8 out of 5 on Letterboxd, which was way oh. higher
0: than I expected. Also, Tom Green hasn't done a fucking thing for Adult Swim. He hasn't contributed a single show, so I think they would have existed without this fucking movie. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh,
1: so, without further ado, let's get into it. I've got five here. Uh, this is from Olivia. Maybe it's a good thing we don't hear from Tom Green anymore. Two stars. Yeah, couldn't have said it better myself.
0: I think I know that, like, she was probably sitting there going, "Why is no one like Tom Green anymore?" And then she saw this movie and went, "Oh,
1: <laughs> suddenly it all makes sense." All came together. Uh, this one pissed me off. I couldn't tell if this person was being sarcastic or really believes this. It's this from Cerise. Nine out of ten, better than every Wes Anderson film. Four and a half stars. I don't know why she chose Wes Anderson. <laughs>
0: yeah. I haven't seen a whole lot of Wes Anderson films, and that's not because I hate the guy. I actually have liked what I've seen. I'm, I really enjoyed Grand Budapest to be exact. Um, with that set, why? Why? That's all I have right now. I, I lost my train of thought, and all I got is why.
1: I guess because Wes Anderson does surrealist comedy?
0: This, again, his surrealist comedy
1: actually makes me laugh. Yeah, there you go. So, Cerise, I hope you do better.
0: Yeah. Like, I laugh when, you know, William Defoe randomly threw his um, Jeff Goldblum's cat out the window in Grand Pterus. It was random. It made no sense, but I laughed. Maybe I didn't see the whole other half of that where the cat flies through the air, plummets to the ground, splatters everywhere, and then some kid screaming in agony. because I just saw it get thrown out the window, a quick little scream, and then that was it.
1: And then Goldblum didn't stroll down there and wear the fucking cat.
0: Yeah, or like its wounds or anything. I, I, a quick little scene, quick little throwaway scene with a great little payoff of did you throw my cat out the window? And then we moved on. Yeah.
1: Uh, this one's my favorite. This is from Kelly Alana. No. Half a star.
0: That's oh. Awesome. No. Hey, hey, Kelly. I also gave it half a star. It is sitting. I put this is my first like non full star movie I put on Letterboxd.
1: And I agree 100% with you. No. Yeah. Well done. Enough said. Uh, Number four. This is an interesting. I don't really know what to make of this, but I'm including it. It's from Bench Rester. Kind of like Malcolm X for people with autism. Five stars. I don't know. What? I don't know. Five stars. This is like the the Malcolm X for autistic people. Yeah,
0: like, first off, how do you relate this to Malcolm X? And second off, do you actually know what autism is, bro? I was like, I, I'm not going to name, like, names because this is a podcast. I don't know if uh, my friend of mine wants to actually name them, but I know certain people in my life that are autistic, and I don't think they view the world quite like Tom Green does.
1: No. I also know some autistic people, and no i think tom green's just a weird asshole i think there's a difference yeah it's a huge difference um and that takes us to number five from groovy grapes i've never seen anything like this movie whether that's a compliment or not is up to you half a star yeah fair enough we make our own way I, for one, think this movie is a piece of shit. I will never be watching it again. I hope to God I don't think about it ever again. But That probably is not my call.
0: I'm going to just randomly text you, Daddy, do you want some sausages at various points in your life? Why? <laughs> the only line I remember.
1: The only part that made me laugh, there's one line in the movie that made me laugh, and it's when he gets the little barren. And he's telling his dad, like, you know, I'll, I'll make you proud. Pop. Like, daddy, I'm going to go to Hollywood. And he starts driving and he screams at the old person,
0: get the fuck out of the way.
1: That, yeah, that made me laugh. That's what I, I was getting. Like, and I'm like, oh, maybe this isn't going to be that bad. And then it was.
0: Yeah, I remember thinking, going, OK, this is a good start. I don't see what people. And then it, then it went. It kept going. I was like, oh, the moment the horsey part, I went, OK, I think I have an idea of why. OK, yep. Oh, my
1: God. I was hoping the horse would just like buck, smack him in the face, and kill him.
0: No, no, nope. huh? Is that all that's in the box?
1: That is all that is in the box.
0: All right, let's uh, let's, let's get the let's fuck out of here. Yeah, let's <laughs> wrap this up. I know we, I feel like we have sound the least lively, and like I, I'm i hoping we may have an hour, but goddamn, this film. Like, there's
1: bad movies, and then there's you know, places where we dare not tread, and we did that this time. So I think yeah. in the future maybe we think about movies that have some value.
0: It's a little bit. Oh, nope. I'll, I'll occasionally pick the really bad film. We have to. It's This is a bad film podcast. It's got to be on the bad for Christ's sakes.
1: Well, I don't think we went beyond the bad on this one. I think we just got stuck in the bad.
0: We, we didn't. There was nowhere else to go. The boss. We did not get past the boss fight. <laughs> I'm saying that because I have X Play playing on my TV and they're they're um, playing Elden Ring, so they're trying to get past the boss right now. And <laughs> I just love a boss fight. Uh but yeah, it's just like <sighs> between like this movie and then watching Firestarter, where I felt like I wasn't all in on the Phone episode because it was just like there just wasn't much to say about that movie. It was like just a it's a movie, it exists, it's there. Next
1: week, hopefully we'll be recalibrated. We got better stuff. We'll be fine.
0: Yeah, we'll be fine next week. So if you guys feel that we've been subpar, well, daddy got some sausages. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, That's that's all I got from this movie. Um, Let's reveal what... before. I was going to say, let's not reveal yet. I'm not revealing what happens next week. First, social media. Then reveals... Duh. uh first you follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and filmgasm productions um if you want to show us a recommendation feel free to email us email us at uh filmgasm at gmail.com if you'd like to donate and support us in any way you can find us on anchor and also we have a website known as fun Reviews articles and all those you can thank you in the reviews portion up because i've Kind of been slacking with the amount of podcasts I and movies I'm watching. So I'm usually getting done with a podcast and then going straight to another movie to watch for another podcast. It's great. But thank you, Connor, for keeping up the reviews on the website. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. So with that, next week we'll be tackling another terrible superhero film. Apparently, the third DC film. Because I completely forgot that someone that wasn't me plugged in Batman Forever. And now here we are on the third time with DC, uh, so we'll be looking at DC again, and the Ryan Reynolds starring film that 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 they thought was going to be a showfire hit, Green Lantern.
1: Hey, it's been a minute since I watched Green Lantern. I didn't care for it. I also didn't think it was you know horrific. So this will be.
0: I I own it because my mom was cleaning out her film collection one day. And she had it, and she's like, hey, do you want this? And I, I'm one of those that kind of like how you always read it. He like, oh, it's a free movie, fuck it. I said, yes. I was like, yeah, oh, fuck it. it's a free Blu-ray, why not? I didn't have to pay anything for it, so it, it's sitting in my collection.
1: Yeah, I don't own it, but I'm pretty sure it's on HBO Max.
0: It's somewhere. I know HBO Max, based off what I've been hearing with their CW stuff, they're looking at getting everything DC show movie onto there. Well, I feel like they probably already have it. Let me
1: let me find out just first. Yeah.
0: And if you guys want to
1: watch along, as I assume you are, here's where you can watch Green Lantern, uh, HBO Max. Yep, and yeah. two, you have that.
0: Oh, uh, which if you don't have it, it's free, so it doesn't hurt to get it. Um, no, I say that because I know that's been like one of the rumors on why CW is just canceling. The error of our shows is because I guess eight, uh, HBO is like, hey, we want everything on Mac. So start getting rid of this shit. Uh, which I, you know what? I get it. I totally get it. I do wish they'd let some of these shows that they just canceled have an ending, but I understand kind of consolidating it to one service to make it easy on the consumer viewing this stuff. So, I mean, Disney Plus is doing it. So, with the Marvel Universe. Uh, on that, uh, moving on. Sorry, now I got my weird tangent. On filmgasm, uh, we'll be looking at one of Tom Hardy's more interesting and talks about films, uh, and roles. If we're being honest, um, Bronson, which I've heard a lot about. It's been recommended me recommended to me a lot, um, so I'm looking forward to seeing that for the first time. Um, on Oscar Sunday, they're going super classic on us with uh, 1932's Shanghai Express.
1: Yes, that'll be interesting. It's a film that we had a hell of a time tracking down. We finally did, and now we're doing it. I'm going to be watching it as soon as we're done recording here. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Nice. I'm going to be playing some Assassin's Creed Valhalla as soon as we get done recording here, because I am off for the rest of the week. Nice. I'm off
1: for the next three months. I can't wait. You bastard.
0: Finally, on sneak Preview, we will be discussing hopefully good but getting worried because reviews haven't fucking come out yet it's not a good sign when it comes to a Blumhouse film if they wait till the last minute just saying um take a uh, new take on the Stephen King story Firestar the one where I'm so wrapping my head that Zac Efron is old enough to play a dad now how time is a vicious bitch to us all
1: mm-hmm. yeah well this was no I can't even lie this wasn't fun
0: yeah, no, this was this movie was painful and usually like you know, we have we've done it when we watch films, you know, we can we can joke if it's bad enough. I couldn't like if I had watched this with you in like person, I don't I can't even imagine being able to make jokes. I'd just be sitting there in horror looking like is this almost over? Yeah.
1: yeah, this is one of those films that I feel like we're the first people in 20 years to actually
0: watch all the way through. Oh, uh, uh, nostalgia critic on youtube watched it recently for an episode and he hated it too he was just like oh my god
1: thank god we're not alone because now I dig- if there's people who like this movie I, I don't know what else I I don't know if I can actually trust anything anymore.
0: Can't trust humanity. Actually is a great segue to how my my closing statement. <laughs> Until then folks if you see Tom Green doing a movie show or stand up. Just leave. Just walk. To quote Mad Max 2, just walk away. And do something better with your life. See you next week on Beyond the Bed. (laughs)